Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. I'd like to introduce Jennifer Carter. Thanks Hi. for coming over. I keep wanting to call you Jen, but that's, it's probably Jen Jennifer, fine. right? Nope, I answered her. I have a daughter named Jennifer, so. Oh. And you've come along a fair distance to be here tonight, so I appreciate that very much. No problem. My pleasure. Thanks for coming. So tell us a little bit about your story as a Latter-day Saint. You were born in the church, were you? And I was um, to uh, kind of an interesting combination. My dad is Brazilian and was raised Catholic. Wow. And my mother uh, was raised LDS her whole life, and she won the how are we going to raise our kids battle in well, their marriage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were raised LDS. Oh, yeah. um, but my mom wasn't active, but she was determined that we would be. Oh, okay. So she would send us with neighbors and friends How to church. How many wees are there here? How many sisters and brothers? Um, I have that? one sister and one brother, oh, okay. both younger. Okay. But... Uh, yeah, she had friends in our neighborhood, and she would just say, hey, can my kids catch a ride with you? And yeah. we'd go to church with the neighbors every Sunday. So you Sunday. went to primary and learned all the songs? Primary and, and yeah. young women's and, <laughs> yep, and all of it. And did you have uh, experiences, I guess? Did you go to youth camps and uh, um, I did. I had a, a really dear friend that I've known since elementary school, and um, her family was very into the church, still is. Yeah. And... Um, they would let me tag along with them oh. and be my taxi. And yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking seminary. Did you take seminary? Yeah, or? I did seminary in high school. Um, not so much in junior high. Yeah. I was a little rebellious then. But well, I high think school. they start at ninth grade or something. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but my higher years in high school, I went through seminary. Oh. And Would you say you had a testimony of the church at this age, this I young age? I did. Um, and and as I look back, it was more just because I didn't question anything. Yeah. You know, it just this is what you were taught, and so and you just, just yeah. This is what everyone it. was saying at, at yep. fast and fast and testimony meetings. That's what you hear. So right. Right. And a, just uh, you know, um, you hear that enough, and you just okay. Well, well that's how it is. True. So. Well, these people are thinking, and they're intelligent, and they're smart, and right. older, and wiser. So they. If they know, it must be true, I guess. And yep, and I had never delved through the Bible to find anything out on my own. They just said, yeah. read this scripture, that proves it. Okay, yes, yeah. sir, this it does. So. Wow. So that, you go through high school, I guess, is active, and what, yeah. what happens after, after that? Um, I went to New York for a year to be a nanny, and oh. uh, while I was there, I had a very interesting experience. Uh, I served as the Relief Society president for the young adults. Oh, wow. Which, for a 19-year-old, was pretty overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we had an incredible bishop while I was there. He was a Jewish convert wow. to the church. Um, but he was really down to earth and really open to questions and things like that. So, yeah, it was a, a, a LDS faith builder experience for me there. Wow. So you had... Uh 
again, a testimony, but you felt yeah. like that certainly the church was true. There was no reason to ever question mm, it. No, and it, it was or... the first time I'd been on my own yeah. to kind of explore. But it was also the first time in my life where I was expo really exposed to other religions. Oh. So after I came home, those memories kind of, you know, well, how come they did it this way? How come, you know, those questions started to kind of pop up wow. here and there because of that experience as well. So, yeah. But now you were saying that you had good feelings about the church from this. Was it from just your relationship with the bishop or with the young other young people? And yeah, just... Um, just being out on my own and kind of starting to explore on my own and yeah. um, the church really like kind of wraps you up yeah it's and a, pulls an entire you in. culture yeah it? it's yeah. like you know you're there for volleyball and then you're there for relief society and then yeah. homemaking and so it's it was like kind of a comforting thing yeah. like this culture that followed me from utah to new york yeah. and it was familiar yeah. and so you know it kind of gave me that a, a feeling of peace you know, and familiarity. Belonging to right. something. Yeah. yeah. So was, were there things specifically that you started thinking about then when, after you got home besides these other religions? I mean, you in the church, any doctrine that bothered uh, you? Yeah, uh, I had a friend that uh, went to the Salvation Army Church. I didn't know it was even a church at that point. Um, <laughs> and she kept talking. We'd invite her, of course, to our LDS activities trying to get her to join the sure. Mormon church. But um, we went to a few things with her, and they were talking about grace. All the time it was grace. And, um, you know, it's not through good works, and you don't have to do good works. And Is that a new concept It for was, you? like, foreign to me. It's yeah. like, no, uh -uh. we have baptism, <laughs> then we have to go through the temple, and we have to get married, and we have to get sealed. and Pay our tithing. Pay our tithing. And, yeah, you know, we have a checklist. And... So this was like a foreign concept, and I was like, well, that's interesting. And, and then they'd do the invitation to come up and pray to accept Christ. I'm like, it was kind of like, oh, you've got to be kidding. That's too easy. I've already You know, it. you guys are cheesy. There's no way that's getting you to heaven, you know. <laughs> so uh, Can't be that simple. No. no. So I was like, you know, I just kind of, you know, just tossed it out the window. But, yeah, it was, it was like... That's well, interesting. That's, yeah. yeah. So where did you think they got this grace thing concept from? Did they? Well, according to them, it was out of the Bible. Yeah. But that was but a book didn't... that I hadn't really delved into, right. you know, so. And even if you did, uh, as a Latter-day Saint, it would be, well, it's, we're not sure but which parts are, but we can't trust it because it's not translated right. correctly. Yeah. Right. So that, so that started you maybe thinking a little bit about things. And... Yeah. I came home from New York and uh, I got married. Mm. And my ex-husband actually wasn't a member of the church, so it wasn't a temple marriage, but he did end up getting baptized um, while we were married. But anyway, I started asking questions at that time. Like, I didn't understand um, about, like, the baptisms for the dead. You know, to me, that was kind of weird. Um, I did it yeah. because we were supposed to, but it was kind of weird, and I never had that you know, huge spiritual experience in the temple when I went to do that. Like everybody says, oh, I love doing baptisms for the dead because I have this massive experience, but I never had that. It was just like, okay, you know, dunk me 20 times and call it good, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I tried, you know, yeah. I was like, am I, is there something wrong? Am I like this horrible sinner? 
which you just weren't feeling it. Yeah, and so I called a friend who was very active, and I said, does it say anything in the Bible about baptisms? And she pointed me to the description of the sea in Solomon's temple with the bulls around it, you know, and that's where we get the the f- baptismal font in yeah. the temple. And then she pointed me um, to where Paul says... First Corinthians yeah, 15, 29. Um, you know, that, you know, about baptisms for dead people. Why are you baptizing the yeah. dead if you don't believe that Jesus Christ yeah. rose from the now, dead? Now, did you understand that as a rhetorical question on his part, that he wasn't teaching a doctrine? At there? that point, I you didn't. didn't. No. At that point, we, I didn't. I, we never do as a Latter-day Right. Saint. I just said, oh, well, it says baptisms for the dead, so it yeah. must be something I'm supposed to do. Yeah. End of story. I didn't yeah. question it any further than that at that point. <laughs> And uh, I also had, I also asked her, you know, if the Book of Mormon is such a revelation, does it mention it in the Bible? And the, the Book of Mormon? Yeah, or yeah, the Book of Mormon. Does it is it mentioned in the Bible? You oh, know? the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Yeah, is the Book of Mormon mentioned in the Bible? And and uh, she pointed me to Ezekiel thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. You know, the stick of Joseph, stick of Judah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yep. There you know, you not are. even bothering to read before or after, just that little passage. And I said, okay, must be true. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of ended my questions. I'm like, okay, she knows more than I do. I'm good. <laughs> you know. Um, it's amazing what we don't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and how we're just willing to take someone yeah. else's word yeah. as doctrine, as, yeah. you know. So true. So. So you go through a divorce then. Yeah. The... Um, I went through a divorce and uh, was on my own with two little boys at that point. Oh, boy. And it was a hard, scary time, and yeah. I really fell on the church to help me through that time. And they did. Wow. Um, and uh, I felt this mad drive that I needed to go through the temple. To, so you still hadn't been through I the still temple, hadn't even though been your husband eventually joined. Yeah, that was ex- towards the ex- end of our marriage. Okay, and but, you so still, but you had I still a, hadn't. a desire to go to the temple. Yeah, you I knew had that like was this, important. Yeah. yeah, and I had this burning desire, just, I need to get through the temple. I need to go, I need to go. And so I did everything I had to, and in November of 2001, I went through the temple. Mm. And um, none of my family, my immediate family, uh, was temple-worthy. So I had a friend go with me as my escort. And And how was that experience? (laughs) It was weird. It was really just kind of, I didn't know what to think. And I remember this so vividly because when we were through... Me and my girlfriend and then a couple other friends that had gone with me, we were standing outside the temple by those ponds that they have that mirror yeah. the temple. Really pretty. Yeah. And my friend came up and she says, so do you still believe the church is true? And I was like, that is such a strange question to ask me when now. You just walked right out of the church. Yeah, and I was like, well, yeah. You know, because that was the appropriate response. I was like, yeah. And at first I thought, well, maybe I thought the temple was weird because it was new. And I thought, well, maybe I didn't prepare enough. I'd been reading the Book of Mormon and stuff, and but I, I thought, well, maybe I didn't. Maybe I should have fasted longer or something before I went, and then I'd have this experience. So, um, yeah, the Book of Mormon doesn't say anything about the temple either. No, no. But I was like, you know, maybe I didn't prepare well, or maybe it's just the newness of it. It was just different. Yeah. And uh, after that, I started going two or three times a week to the temple. So that it wouldn't be new. Yeah. You'd and really know what was going on. Because I wanted that experience. I wanted yeah. that, you know, wow experience that everybody I'd heard about. Yeah. And I never got my wow. You know, 
I guess I was so naive, I just felt like I was really doing something important. And, and I think that's the fallacy of it, is that I'm doing something. I'm doing right. what I'm supposed to be doing when Christ has done it all. Right. And, and you get that sense in the temple that you're being so, so righteous and so proud to, to be able to do this work. Right. Yeah. And you know, in, in the Book of Mormon, it actually talks about now is the time to prepare to meet God. And, mm -hmm. and so I often wonder about baptism for the dead and all this temple work we do when the Book of Mormon really doesn't, it tells, it doesn't says say now is the time to take right. care of that stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, it? it is. Yeah. It's very interesting. So you, you're committed to the temple and your families, are you all going to church and you're active and everything? And yeah, the boys and I were going to church every Sunday paying and paying my tithing, tithing and serving in callings. Yeah. And, um, and then uh, my ward had a ward temple night at the Jordan River Temple. Okay. And I hadn't been inside that one yet, so I was really excited to go. And uh, I went, and I was the only one from my ward to show, oh. which was a little awkward, but yeah. there were other people there, so I was okay. <laughs> and um, just prior to this, I had actually started reading the Bible, because I thought maybe that'll help my experience, help me grow closer to God and be able to commune with Him. somebody encourage and, you to do that, or you just no, kind of just on your No, just kind of did it. I thought, you know, I'm not having this experience, maybe I'm not you know, spending enough time with God or, you know, in prayer or whatever. So I just try thought, the Bible. Okay. I'll try the Bible. I'll tackle that, even though it was like overwhelming to me. Yeah. And I was sitting in the temple and I started to cry. A and I was lonely and I couldn't stop crying. I mean, I, it was horrible. I, I was just crying and crying and crying. And this lady, a couple rows over from me, she says, oh, she's having such a, a wonderful spiritual experience. experience. <laughs> oh, how sweet. And that wasn't it at all. I felt so alone that I, it was awful. And I cried the whole way home afterwards. You just sensed God wasn't there? I don't know. I, I, I don't think I ever felt further, than, further from, from God, God than at that very moment. Wow. And so I went home and I opened my Bible and I thought, I'm just going to read through parts of the Gospels, you know, and just... I don't know what's going on. And so I opened in Matthew to where Jesus was being crucified. And I thought, okay, I'm going to read this and really try to get it. And um, I read where as Jesus died, the veil was torn in the temple. This big, thick veil. And I literally fell and just started to bawl. And I said, I just walked through a veil in a temple. Are they telling me Jesus died for nothing? Oh my goodness. And I was sick. <laughs> it was the most horrible, horrible feeling I've ever felt God in my must, life. God must have been teaching you that, don't you think? Uh, there's no other reason there's no for other it. Way. There's no other to explanation. To make that connection. To, yeah, because there's, my LDS mind was not trained towards that kind of thinking. It was absolutely God saying, this is the answer. Well, our guest last week mentioned this, those three words, it is finished, yeah, and that the veil was torn. And this was a thick veil in yeah. the temple. Wow, what did you think? Did you? I was absolutely <laughs> devastated, and I didn't have anywhere to turn, because my family's LDS, my friends are all LDS, oh, my. and I, I really didn't have anywhere to turn, so I went to the internet. Oh, boy. And um, I went into just a Christian chat room. I thought, okay, I'm just going to go start 
asking these, See what they think. <laughs> yeah, these these Christians that know the Bible better than I do. I'm just going to go start asking, and and it's amazing how wonderful they were with their answers. They weren't condemn. They weren't condemning me. They weren't hateful. They were very patient Nurturing, and trying to teach you. They were teaching me like I was five, and that's kind of how I needed yeah. to be taught at that point because I didn't have a clue. Right. And you know they're like. You know, Jesus did die to end our separation from God, and that's what the veil is. And I'm like, so in every Mormon temple, we want to still be separated from God? That is sick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I, 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 I just couldn't let it go. And Were um, you just kind of bubbling? I mean, just this new information? I was, <laughs> I was frustrated for just because I didn't know anything. Yeah, you know, I, didn't, yeah. I felt limited yeah. in being able to get answers. And it was actually during this time that I met my husband now. And he's oh. a former Mormon, born-again Christian. Oh, boy. So he had been through what I was now going through. So he could through. really understand what you were uh -huh. saying. Uh-huh, yeah. He really could. I'm sure God put him right there just when There's you needed no him. There's no doubt. <laughs> There's no doubt. the most. Because huh? he put up with my questions Question. and, you know, even at times when I would repeat, well, how come this? How come? No, 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 no. How come? Explain it to me one more time. Yeah. And uh, loving I, and patient and trying. Yeah. To... Even though I probably made him crazy. So. Well, that's what happens when you're a child. You just need to, uh, a babe in Christ, as they say, right. to, to learn it. And, uh, but it's so joyful. It is. Did you, so is this, so is this kind of a, when you were spiritually regenerated and born again? Um, yeah, uh, one day my husband was at work and we had our uh, computer in a closet because we lived in this tiny little trailer <laughs> oh boy. and there was nowhere else to put it. So I was in the closet and I was chatting with uh, some friends that I'd made in this Christian chat room yeah. and I said, okay, explain to me what being saved means. I was finally to the point of asking that. Okay. And so they told me, and, and you know, you... Being born again uh, yeah, by the Spirit. And right, you need to accept that you're a sinner and believe in Christ and confess to Him and, yeah. and you know, get on your knees and just give yourself over to Him. And I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I knelt down in that closet and prayed and got up and said, okay, now what? <laughs> you know, I was like excited, now what, you know? <laughs> And they're like, well, you need to find a Bible-believing church and read your Bible, which I was doing. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, I'm really going to, you know, just go for it. Yeah. So, Interesting. and off I went. And, and uh, then I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I made my family crazy and friends crazy. Because you were trying to share the word and tell everybody about what yeah. you had found. And what was their response, probably? Um. <laughs> I was really blessed in that my mom and my younger sister and brother followed me out of Mormonism. They are all three saved. Now, was this because of you? Yep. How blessing. I, I couldn't blessing shut up. Is. And they loved me enough to actually listen to me. And to look at it and listen. Yeah. And to, I said, don't believe me. You go look it up that for is, yourself. That so, doesn't happen very often. No. Wow. Um, but uh, I've lost many friends wow. that uh, won't associate with me because I'm an apostate. Yeah. Um, my, I had my name removed from the church and my uncle said that nobody would do that willingly. So he told people that I was sleeping around and got myself excommunicated from the oh church, which wasn't true. No. Um, cause he didn't, he couldn't imagine anybody wanting to willingly leave the, leave the true and perfect oh, Mormon church. church, um, which I later got an apology from cause I said, no, I 
did it all by myself yeah. on purpose. Wow. So, um, but yeah, I lost a lot of family wow. and friends. So you started going to a Christian church? Are you fellowshipping yes. with, with one? And how is that experience different than what you had experienced in Mormonism? Um, it's all centered around Christ. I mean, there's not a day that we don't open our Bibles and talk about Jesus and praise Jesus and yeah. love Jesus and learn about Jesus. So it's, not praise to the man. No, no, all, never. All about Christ. No, <laughs> no never. if it's not about me, it's all about him. Yeah. So. Well, that's wonderful. And, and the, the worship service, your family, they enjoy it. And my husband, my kids, you know, if my husband and I are sleeping in and we're about to be late, the kids are in, get up, get up, it's time for church. <laughs> so they all love it. My um, eight-year-old daughter just got baptized. My two older sons have been baptized Christian. And, wow. Um, yeah, they're... And, then, and in Christianity, you're baptized when you want to believe in right. Christ and turn your life over to Him. It isn't... So right. did your eight-year-old feel that? She did. She actually got saved when she was seven. And uh, the reason we waited a little bit of time is our poor little church. We live in a little tiny town, and it's... Um, kind of falling apart oh. and so it's under construction right now so our baptistry <laughs> wasn't ready yeah and so we actually had to go to a different church in price mm, to get to do the baptism to do the baptism so that's we had to wait a little bit to do oh that. she was so excited yeah. she was just all grins and excited and wow. um now she just tells everybody we go to mcdonald's and she tells the kids she plays with about jesus and it's really? just neat yeah it's really <laughs> neat well, I know in the Mormon culture, there, of course, they use the, a lot of the same words that the Christian world uses, right. but their definitions are so different. And, yes. of course, one of the big ones is Jesus himself. Uh, right. What did you think of Jesus as a Mormon and now as a Christian? Um, as a Mormon, I kind of had some problems with Jesus. Um, there's the story in the, I think it's in the Pearl of Great Price, it's been a long time, but <laughs> um, where Jesus presents his plan to God. Yeah. And Satan presents his plan and, you know, they're brothers. They pick Jesus. And they yeah. pick Jesus. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of rotten of God to pick favorites between his kids. <laughs> you know, because I could never pick a favorite between my children. But he very obviously favors Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, every family's got their bad sheep, but I don't love my bad sheep any less than yeah. my good sheep, you know. And so I kind of had so an that issue struck with you a that. Funny, yeah. And yeah, it seemed kind of arrogant to me of Jesus to, you know, well, my plan's better than his, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And not that I didn't love Jesus, because that's what I was taught, but it was just kind of, yeah, that's kind of arrogant, yeah. you know. And so now as a Christian? It, he's the most humble, amazing being that could ever exist. And he is God. He is God. He's always been God. You know, he created this world just by speaking. And, you know, he's, his power is unlimited. Yeah. And, you know, as a Mormon, God's very limited. You know, he can't create yeah. he by organizes. speaking. He organized. Yeah. He can't, you know, create anything. He organizes. And so, you know, the God that I worship now, he, he's not limited by anything. Yeah, all-powerful. Yeah. He's a, a God that we can, that's worthy of our... Of our praise. Absolutely. And, yeah. Well, you've got just a little bit of time left. Our time's gone very quickly. What would you say to the Latter-day Saints? Um, I would hope that they would not take my word or your word or anybody yeah. else's word, but to go to the Bible and read it without 
any preconceived notions. Just open it and read it like... Read it as a child, right? Yeah, as yeah. my eight-year-old would read yeah. it. You know, and just read it and see what it says. You know, and then and get on your knees constantly and say, you know, Lord, what are you trying to say here? Yeah. And, um, and God, will He won't leave you hanging. If you truly, truly with your heart go seeking, God promises that He's going to find you. He's going to answer. the answers are there in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, and they are there. And God won't leave you hanging. He will absolutely show you the way. Well, we mentioned a little bit about Joseph Smith, and I think one of the great disservices he did was to t tell us that the Bible wasn't trustworthy. Right. And yet we, and I really should study this, I guess, before I make this statement. I've made it before, but I don't know of anyone else that actually came up with that conclusion that the Bible wasn't trustworthy. Because as you go back into documents, and of course the Dead Sea Scrolls and other things right. that have come out, it's very reliable. It is. And probably, obviously, the most reliable book ever. Yeah. And, and yet Joseph Smith had put doubts in our mind and to, to, to the point where the Latter-day Saints dismiss it, right. except for a few of their little scriptures that seem to support, as you've said, seem to support right. doctrine, but really don't have anything to do with baptism for the dead or, right. or the sticks of Joseph and sticks of jo Judah. Right. God tells us in the Bible to test everything by Scripture, and He gave us the Bible to use as the standard yeah. for that. And, we can trust and if you it. don't trust it, you don't have a standard, and you, you're just going to end up being lost yeah. and deceived. I'll ask you a big question really quick. Okay. Uh, are Mormons Christian? Some Mormons can be Christian, but Mormon theology does not Mormonism teach. Mormonism isn't. Right, yeah. is not Christianity. I know that's a tough question, but it, it's one that gets uh, addressed to us all the time, and of right. course they think they are, but... Uh, They're not, mm -hmm. sadly, which is yeah. why we need to go and share the gospel even with our Mormon brethren. Yeah, and do it in love, and hopefully they'll take, the mo take a moment, like... Like we've said, to have them think a little bit and to, to trust. Exactly. Jennifer, thanks so much for coming. We appreciate your making a trip all the way over here to, <laughs> to share your story. And uh, for you Latter-day Saints, we, we hope you'll take the time to study a little bit. Trust God and don't follow the gospel of Joseph Smith. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.